0: All right. It's Monday morning. Time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer. He calls himself our resident pandemic pessimist, but he actually has good news this morning, don't you, Vaughn?
1: Yes, I do, Simi, and good morning. I was vaccinated on Saturday morning along with my ancient age cohort, uh, <laughs> which is to say people old enough Almost old enough to remember Premier Moore de Cosmos, but not quite. <laughs> he,
0: he exaggerates. He exaggerates. Uh, but that's good that you got it. So you did it as part of the age-based vaccination rollout, right?
1: Yeah, I registered uh, way back when, uh, and uh, you know, I had to I had to restrict myself to uh, Saturday dates because I didn't want to interfere with uh, writing the column for the paper or you know, uh, turn up sick uh, with a reaction on budget day, it went incredibly smoothly. I mean, first of all, uh, I'm impressed with how well organized it is. Uh, The other thing is no reaction. So you've probably heard a few stories from people who did have a bit of a reaction to the AstraZeneca, but I had uh, Pfizer and I had no reaction. So I'm very fortunate in that regard as well.
0: You are. I had a reaction. So um, I had the AstraZeneca last week. And uh, yeah, I was knocked out for, oh, about 36 hours. But you know what? Nothing compared to if I actually probably got COVID-19. So I consider myself lucky.
1: I really like that comment. I noticed Jordan Bateman said that as well on the weekend that, uh, yeah, he was knocked back by it and he realized he never would have been able to handle COVID-19. And I think... You know, we know, I said, I'm fortunate, but we know there are no no risk options on this. And uh, everything I've ever heard about COVID-19 goes along the lines of, man, oh, man, you do not want to get this. Uh, By the way, recommended reading on the weekend interview in the New York Times with Marianne Faithful, a singer from way back when. Uh, She was in a coma. With COVID-19, her um, her son says that the note on the bottom of her bed, you know, the medical one that they leave, said uh, um, basically de- put her on a death watch, right, uh, palliative care only. She recovered, and I think her first comment to the interviewer was, Darling, you do not want to get this thing. So it's a, it's a really interesting, very powerful interview. She's 74. She survived heroin, she
0: survived Mick Jagger, and now she survived COVID-19. What a woman. woman. I will definitely check that one out. Uh, Let's talk about ferry traffic over the weekend. This is the first weekend when we were supposed to be getting these new rules. What are you hearing about this?
1: Well, the initial reports are that travel was down. I don't think we've got any definitive statistics on it uh, because it was, you know, sudden. I mean, we we only got the, the... Hint at what the regulations are on friday, I mean we got we were got told what the restrictions were, but we didn 't get told what the enforcement is going to be so uh, but yeah, indications are that travel was down, and look uh, one of the reasons uh, one of the things the government was hoping for the most was to kind of administer some shock treatment and get people to stop traveling. So Highways Ministry said Friday traffic was down on some of the main routes uh, to and from the interior, and BC Ferries uh, said that travel was down on the major routes.
0: Okay, well, that's good. I guess we have to see if that actually holds. But we're still waiting for some more details, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, initially, you know, a week ago, seems forever, the premier announced they were going to do this. And as you know, we said at the time, raised more questions than he answered. Uh, We were told, well, Mike Farnworth will lay it all out for us on Friday. Well, on Friday, he told us that the restrictions were going to be, and he told us what the fine was going to be, $575. But he said, you're going to have to wait till now this week for exactly how the enforcement is going to work. Why the wait? He said, we want to be sure we get it right. But again, I think we got a pretty strong sign that the main objective here, Sammy, is to talk things down to get people thinking about it, discourage travel, uh, make them realize there're going to be lineups at the ferry terminals because there aren't going to be extra sailings for a change, uh, make them realize it might be a little inconvenient uh, getting through to the Okanagan uh, getting up to the sunshine coast. I think that's the main objective here
0: okay, um, we'll talk more about that then um, and what is this story about the try- people trying to get around the quarantine rules? Oh you know
1: <laughs> there i you know as a pessimist i look at what's going on and there are times i just shake my head and i go we're not a serious country. (laughs) I mean, we're not. The latest story, and it's it's in the weekend news media, is that people have been getting around our border restrictions, sorry, our airport restrictions, by flying to border airports in the United States and taking a taxi or a limo service and coming across into Canada. And, I mean, I'm going at a whole bunch of levels. I mean, first of all... Why are we letting this happen? And second of all, how does that get you around our supposedly ferocious requirements for quarantining and going to a hotel and paying fines and everything? If all you have to do is, for example, fly into Bellingham and hire a taxi and drive to Vancouver, I... I shake my head.
0: Yeah, I shake my head on that too. That's that's crazy. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that one. Uh, But I also want to talk about this because this week is a very important week when it comes to dealing with these homeless encampments, uh, particularly at Strathcona Park too, because people are supposed to be moved out this week.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal here in the capital. Uh, Our jewel showpiece uh, park that's, uh, you know, every tourist guide to Victoria. After uh, Bouchard Gardens will tell you Beacon Hill Park is the jewel, Uh, it has been very risky, in my view, to visit it for months because there's a homeless encampment spread throughout it, uh, 24-7 camping. Uh, Housing Minister David Eby, to his credit, negotiated a deal with victoria city council a while back with a may 1 deadline and the deal from the provincial government and was alternative housing will be provided and the deal from victoria city council was the park will be cleared out well Uh, Friday is the day Uh, when I go by the park on my daily walk. I can tell you the encampments are still there. And there was a horror story out of that park last week. Uh, A 15-year-old developmentally disabled young man uh, disappeared into the encampment, was attacked, uh, left with life-threatening injuries. The police descended on uh, a tent uh, to try to rescue the teen. Uh, They were attacked. By other members of the encampment, one officer bitten. Um, The young man was rescued. Uh, The uh, accused has been charged with several offenses. But it's just a reminder of why, you know, many residents of the Capital Region won't go near the park. They just don't think it's a safe place. So will the deal hold on Friday? It's a question mark. My guess, knowing Victoria City Council, is they will try to find some way to put it off again rather than following through on what they agreed to do, Simi, mm-hmm. which is to clear out the park. I'll be surprised if that actually happens.
0: Let's see what happens. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So, of course, we'll be talking about that this week, too, because not just Beacon Hill Park in Victoria, but Strathcona in Vancouver. This week is the deadline. We'll see what happens.